not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people, when he came out for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple, when he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. Which brings me to really my first point. Don't miss his presence. The angel Gabriel said he was in the presence of God. He had been commanded to speak these things. He was sure of it. He had received from God. You know, he was sure. You know, he wasn't just making things up. I mean, he was an angel. I don't know if angels make things up. But he was sure of it. Zechariah, even though he was burning incense, which was supposed to be uh, kind of ceremonially allowing the presence of God to fill the temple, uh, he doubted. Uh, maybe he wasn't in the presence of God. And this was, you know, the angel is, is prophesying, speaking, this is what's going to happen. Your son is going to do incredible things for the Lord. He's going to bring people back to the presence of the Lord. And Zechariah doubted. Uh, and so point number one is don't miss uh, his presence. If anyone knows me uh, at all, you know that I, I really love books, really love reading. Uh, about five years ago, I was, I was still in college, and I really, uh, I'd read a few books for a couple different things, um, schoolwork, uh, stuff like that, a couple Christian books that really had like profound impacts on my life, and I really kind of started to develop an obsession with reading, uh, just kind of realizing, like, I really feel like I'm becoming a, a better person. I feel like I'm becoming smarter. I feel like I'm growing closer to the Lord just because I'm reading in my free time. Um, and so I, I really encourage everybody, like, if you, if you don't, uh, you know, this is one of those things, like, people don't read books. I don't know if you, you know, you know this, but people just, like, like, reading's boring. I don't get that. I mean, I used to get that, but, like, I love books now. Uh, and so I'm, I'm all about, like, giving book recommendations, that kind of thing. I want to share a quick story. Um, a book I really love, it came out a few years ago, is called Through the Eyes of a Lion. Uh, it's by a pastor named uh, Levi Lusco. He um, is kind of one of those, uh, if you know it all, but the, the church world, he's one of those, like, hip, young kind of celebrity. I don't, I hate to say celebrity pastors, but he's a well-known younger pastor. Uh, he's got a church in Montana that's really thriving um, and he wrote this book. Uh, it came out uh, a couple years back. Uh, but the story of this book is about, uh, I think they have like four or five children. And I think it was his third daughter. Uh, her name is Lenya. Uh, they described her, they called her the, their little lion. She had this huge personality. Um, so back in December of 2012, uh, as it goes in, this, in, in the book, uh, it was, it was five days before Christmas. Lenya, their third child, had, had just celebrated. They just celebrated her fifth birthday. Uh, and five days before Christmas, uh, she had a very severe asthma attack uh, and passed away in their home uh, in Montana. And, and this book really works through what they did. How do you, how do you bury your five-year-old child five days before Christmas, uh, and so it talks about really just the, the trauma, the tragedy, but the, what the, the whole point of the book is, is through all of this, they really experienced God's presence. It was real to them. It wasn't just 
words. It wasn't just an idea. God's presence and how he brought them through this season was so real to them, and they experienced his presence through other people, how people from their church and, and others really surrounded them in prayer and, and the way they were cared for uh, for their family during this season. And it propelled him to, to really be bolder, to have more courage, to share the story of his daughter, with whether it was with nurses, EMTs, uh, different people, to invite them to church and to share about what God's presence had been doing in their life. They had been finding hope, real, tangible hope, a relationship with Jesus uh, through this, this awful circumstance. And so it's an incredible book. I, I, I recommend really kind of everybody uh, to check it out. It's really good. So, but what do we do, you know, when we feel like God is silent, when tragedy happens, uh, when life is not going the way we want it to, when we doubt what God is doing, if he's even there at all. Zechariah, John's father, doubted uh, and then literally was silent. He experienced a season uh, of silence, couldn't speak. I, I know in my life, I've had seasons where it, it seems like God was doing something uh, and then it feels like I'm, I'm up the river without a paddle at times. Like, where is God? Uh, and I'm sure many of us know that feeling if we've tried to follow Jesus really for any length of time as at all. Life can be scary and life can have the unknown sometimes and, and the confusing. You know, everybody knows what we're talking about. I really believe God is not a distant God. Sometimes it feels this way, but he's never away from our side. Psalm 46 helps us know that he is ever present. Really interesting, modern developments in theology in places like Latin America, Africa, and North American minority communities, as well as, as globally in response to the two world wars, have brought on some really important emphasis and considerations theologically uh, about this idea of God is not distant. He's not just this distant God who's looking down and is just one day coming back. He's not indifferent to what we're going through. But really rediscovering that God is a God who suffers with us and for us. He's actually with us in our suffering. Christ suffered for us. He identified in his day with those who were marginalized, who were cast out, who were mistreated, not loved. He identified with those people, with their suffering. God knows every pain, every detail. Zechariah, like, like many of God's people uh, during his time, doubted because God had, had been silent for 400 years. He hadn't done a recorded miracle in that time period either. The people in Zechariah's time would have just been doing it really essentially out of tradition. The God that they had heard about from the Old Testament, nobody in their lifetime or even grandparents' lifetime, anything like that, had, had seen God move like he had done in, in their scriptures. Is this God even real? He, he's silent. And, you know, doesn't this sound familiar? Doesn't this kind of seem like, um, you know, if you grew up in a church tradition where it's just like, God ain't doing anything. This, you know, every, what's, you know, what is this all about? Uh, you know, doesn't this seem like there's, there's times when just, it seems like God is silent? You know, do we just wonder sometimes if we're just a bunch of fools for going along with this, you know, sometimes be mocked like, oh, you're a Christian. And so in Zachariah's shoes and Elizabeth's shoes, they were old. 
There was no way she could have had a child. Okay, so Zechariah has this crazy experience uh, with the angel. He can't speak. He's like, okay, well, one, he can't tell Elizabeth like this crazy thing happened. But what does he make of this? Is God actually acting? Is she going to actually have a child? But yet here we see she does have the child. And this was God intervening in reality. And this is, this is so cool. So God's orchestrating all of this. He hasn't spoken in 400 years. His people are wondering if, if, you know, if they've forgotten him, if he's actually there. Zachariah's name means God remembers. I just think that's so, I just think that's so cool. The father of the prophet who would point to the Messiah had this name, God remembers. God had not left his people. I, I, I think that's really cool. I want to dive in a little more. Two things I think really reveal God's presence uh, in Zechariah and Elizabeth's situation. I want to jump forward a little bit uh, to verses 57 through 66 uh, in Luke 1. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, no, he is to be called John. They said to her, there is no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. Immediately, his mouth was open and his tongue set free, and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, what then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with them. The Lord's hand was with them. That's such an important thing not to miss in this whole situation. The Lord's hand was with them. John was expected to be a forerunner for the Messiah. This was a big deal to the people. God was intimately at work in this development. And Zechariah and Elizabeth just needed to be aware of God's presence at work. Zechariah needed to trust in God's faithfulness. He didn't want to miss what God's presence could do through his son. These things that had been prophesied. Already just the fact that they had had this son was a, was a miracle. That the angel had, had come and had said these things and, and it was coming to pass. And the prophecy spoken over his son was incredible. Zechariah didn't want to miss this reality. And the next example of God's presence really leads us into our second point, which is don't miss God's presence through the Holy Spirit. I want to jump back uh, to verses 39 through 45. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Even just being near Jesus uh, in the womb 
had, had a radical, transformative experience uh, for Elizabeth and the unborn baby John. They were filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit, and, and God was alive and working in them. John 16, 7 says, Jesus says, But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, the counselor, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, will come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. He says, unless I go away, he will not come. But if I go, I will send him to you. The Holy Spirit, you know, the third person of the triune God, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one. The Holy Spirit, he can be present in our lives. You know, when you accept Jesus, he, he begins his presence in your life and, and he secures your salvation and begins to, you know, speak to you. But we can go deeper. Uh, we can experience uh, a deeper intimacy with him. We can experience his presence in, in a far more real way, I really believe. Uh, we can experience what's known as a baptism of the Holy Spirit where his, his presence is really infinitely more real in our lives, and we can experience spiritual gifting and, and guidance uh, and things. Um, and it can have this really this transformational experience in my life. I know that the, the deeper I've sought a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit, I really feel like I'm, I'm healthier as a person. My spiritual life is healthier. I, I feel like I just have a really transformed relationship with God, and that, that is our heart's desire for all of us here, is that we would have this type of real intimacy with God. Uh, another book, I don't have it, uh, you know, up here to, to show and tell like the other one, but another book I would highly recommend uh, is a book called Power for Life uh, by Jeff Leak. Jeff, uh, you've probably heard Justin talk about Jeff before. Jeff is the pastor uh, up at Allison Park Church up in Pittsburgh. Uh, you've probably heard us talk about Allison Park before, but if you haven't, Allison Park is essentially... Uh, in many ways, a spiritual parent church of ours. Jeff uh, and his church uh, are really open and seeking after the Holy Spirit. And it is incredible what God has done, not just through their church, uh, but they have become so uh, involved. Jeff and his team of, of planting other churches uh, and being involved in church planting movements of, of churches that are really seeking after experiencing the Holy Spirit. Uh, and just through their church alone, they have, they've planted well over 100 churches, and their network has planted hundreds of churches, uh, really of, of which actually we are one of them, uh, and really believing and seeing just incredible things happening where, you know, those hundreds of churches, probably in the very near future as things develop, we're going to be talking not hundreds, but thousands of churches and communities, spiritual communities that are being raised up of people who are going after the Holy Spirit and inviting him and in, being open to really what he wants to do for his kingdom and just the multiplication is happening. Lives are being changed all over. And it just starts with Jeff, you know, Jeff and his team and, and their situation and, and the movement situation just being open to really the Holy Spirit and allowing him uh, to do what he wants in and through our lives. And it comes from really seeking intimacy with him. It's like any relationship. You've got to know the person. You've got to have experience with uh, the you know the other person to to have a, a relationship you can't just know something about somebody and so I I would I love this book Power for Life um, would love to tell you more about it it's the best book resource anything I've ever seen on the Holy Spirit and, and that really here at the Foundry it's our desire yes to grow 
a community here and to grow as an organization and to meet needs, but we want you to have real intimacy with God, with the Holy Spirit, to experience a rich, healthy, thriving spiritual life, spiritual relationship uh, with God. You know, a, a life really you you only, you know, even you maybe never even imagined was possible. You know, you can experience really a sense of, uh, of adventure, um, whether that's, you know, in the small, in the big. It's going to look different for everybody's life, but, you know, that you would feel empowered to share your faith, to talk about what a free of what God is doing through your life, to not have fear of what if people, you know, reject me or, or uh, you know, mock me. Who cares when, when the Holy Spirit is so real in your life? Um, you know, you're not going to care. Uh, and so when you, when you follow the Holy Spirit, when you have a deeper intimacy with him, when you can really feel his presence in your life, you know, you're going to see your life start to look more like people in the Bible. It's going to be real, and you're going to see God move in your life, uh, again, in ways where it seems like, you know, what you read in the Bible, um, some of those things that seem like all that, that's just too over the top. There's no way, you know, God could work through people's lives like that. We really believe, uh, and, and many of us have experienced, you know, really what a relationship with the Holy Spirit can do in your life, how it can really transform your life. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to speak for Matt and I. If you had seen us eight years ago when we were freshmen at Waynesburg, you'd be like, wow, these are not the same people. It's the Holy Spirit. I really believe working in our lives. It's not, it's not that Matt and I, you know, for example, I've just, I've known Matt. That's why I'm picking on us. Um, it's not that we are, like, great or, or good people in our rights. It's just, guys, it's the Holy Spirit transforming lives. And so don't miss his presence. Um, one again to really our, my last point this morning is kind of the natural progression of don't miss sharing his presence. And I want to jump uh, to, to Luke 1, uh, verses 67 uh, through 79. Um, and this is Zechariah. This is a song, uh, but this is him essentially prophesying. Um, he's filled with the Holy Spirit, and, he, and he's talking about really what his son uh, is going to do. So it says, His father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. The oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. He's talking about his, his child, John. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. Guys, I really think we have an incredible opportunity to live fully in God's presence and, and to share it with others. It's kind of, a, it's a collective charge and it's an individual charge. Collectively, we have an opportunity as a church here 
to build a community, yes, I mean, the foundries and organization, but we're really we're a community of people. And I really believe that collectively we can build something here that, that is bigger than, than us and something that, you know, uh, long after each of us are, are gone, we'll, we'll live on past us, uh, you know, as we, as we are building and, and, and inviting God's kingdom down. Uh, you know, something that obviously will live on past us, but we have this incredible opportunity to, to come together and to build really a community where we can experience God's presence. And so I just think that's one of the most incredible things really collectively we can do with our lives is whether it's here or if this isn't your home church, you know, help build up the local church, the local body of Christ. Again, where it's a place where we together can experience God's presence and, and how that can change a community just through the presence of God, uh, but also individually, knowing uniquely, intimately, like real, in your, in your own personal life, when you go home, when you go to the places you're from, when you go into your context work, to really know and have God's presence with you and to experience that in all the things that you do, in, in the work you go to do, in the school you have in your relationships, friendships, to experience how God's presence, how the Holy Spirit can, can transform for the better so many of those things. And, and as you're experiencing this, uh, as you're following Jesus, as you're experiencing the Holy Spirit, as those things change for you, that just kind of the natural overflow is you want to tell people about it and you want to share it with people and you want to serve people because it's just like a cup overflowing, you, you just can't help it uh, because just incredible things are happening in your life because of the presence of the, of the Holy Spirit, of, of Jesus working in your life, bringing you joy, bringing you peace. Um, and so it's just an incredible opportunity. And so I, I, I think it's so cool to see a, a progression here. Zachariah's job as a priest was, was to burn incense. Again, this was a ceremonial task in the temple for people uh, this, remember, this was before Jesus. Uh, you know, he wasn't physically present. This was before the Holy Spirit. Uh, it was very ceremonial. This was, you know, a task to really allow God's presence to be among the people. And then his son was predestined to be the one who would lead others into, into God's presence to prepare the way. It wasn't for them about what you know, for, for John, for Zachariah, it wasn't about what they did. Yes, the work they did was good. I'm sure they helped meet needs, care for people. John baptized like billions of people, you know. Great, that's good. The work that we do is so important. We're called to meet needs. We're called to care for people. That is good. But it was, John wasn't great, you know. It wasn't about John. It wasn't about Zachariah. It's not about us. It was about leading people into God's presence. And that is the incredible opportunity uh, that we have. I know I can speak for it. In my life, relationships have been so important. Um, whether it was high school, college, uh, church, my, my relationship with God would not be what it is if it wasn't for relationships, if it wasn't for people teaching me so much about Jesus through the way they lived, if it wasn't for me see, really seeing Jesus uh, at work in the lives of others and, and through, you know, encouragement and things people, you know, had spoken over my life, um, you know, conversations that have meant so much to me. It's so important. I think it's true in Scripture. 
um, that we can, we can really invite people in and, and show them and let them experience God's presence. And I hope, I'm sure in many ways it's happened for you. It's an incredible opportunity we have. And, and don't miss it. Don't miss God's presence in your life, the hope, the peace, really the, the, the transforming experience it can be for you in your life. And then don't miss sharing his presence with others because we can create a community where that can happen and it can really transform uh, a community at, at large, you know, outside these walls. Um, if the worship team wants to come up, we're gonna um, begin to conclude. Uh, again, I just wanna challenge you guys, this idea of behold, to see, to look. Uh, it's active. Behold his presence. See it in others. See it um, in your life and experience it. Behold the hope uh, it brings. You know, experience his presence, this, this infusing vibrancy of the Holy Spirit. Don't miss sharing him through your life with others. Uh, it can change really everything for you uh, and for someone else. Uh, really don't miss it. That is our prayer. Uh, for you guys this morning. Uh, and if you guys want, want to stand, uh, I'm going to conclude uh, in prayer. I'm going to pray that over us. Uh, and then we're going to conclude with uh, a couple of songs. <coughs> Jesus, Holy Spirit, we, we welcome you in this morning. Lord, you are our, our king. We can't see you and not be changed, Lord. Holy Spirit, I, I pray this morning that we are, we are open to you, Father. As we stop and we take an inventory, as we think of our lives as, you know, often we can do during this season of life, this Christmas season. It's a time for many of us to slow down or at least to uh, take a break from maybe things that uh, may usually be our normal routine. And, you know, maybe it's not relaxing for others. Uh, but still, it's different. It's a different season. The new year is coming. It's kind of a typical time for us to, to think about the year before, think about our lives think about what's moving ahead. Lord, I pray that, that our heart's desire would be moving forward to seek a greater intimacy with you, to experience your presence daily, every moment in, in our lives. And I just pray that we would be open to that. We'd be seeking you out uh, in that way.